0: welcome back everyone i'm happy to have you here after our long break grateful that you are all still wanting to listen to the podcast uh today i'm bringing you a driver that i got to meet her out at beach bend for with tennessee drift she was drifting her lexus ls 400 which is a yacht of a car and we definitely chat about that here today um but super fun episode not going to keep you too long so let's get to it to get, like, so I know the, let's put it this way. The first event I saw you at was one of Barry's events last year. I think it was in January at Beach Bend.
1: February, yeah.
0: February, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, had you been drifting very long before that, or was that one of your first go at, go at it? Yeah.
1: I had done uh, two events before that. I'd actually just finished the car, um, the six-speed swap, in April of that, uh, prior year. Um, and I went to the very first event that I could, could find, uh, the car was still a hundred percent stock, you know, blown <laughs> suspension, like hadn't, oh, yeah. hadn't ran and probably at least a year at this point, like literally had not done a single thing. I was just excited to be able to drive it. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, that was my first event. I was kind of flopping all over the track and then um i did another event once i got suspension on um i still hadn't like squared away the suspension yet um but i was having power steering issues and my brakes weren't working so my first real event yeah where i'd say everything was like at least somewhat functional was that february event
0: okay well i'm glad that uh i got to be there for that one at the very least Mm -hmm. um because it sounds like the first few were a little bit of a nightmare
1: It was fun, though. It was fun just being able to drive the car. That was like a really big project for me to do. And and I was really excited to get out there and and drive. And yeah, it uh, it was probably not fun for the people. Or maybe it was fun for the people watching. Um, yeah, my very first event, I went out. Um, these two guys were like, Hey, can we ride with you? And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but like, <laughs> sure. And so they get in the car and I go out and uh, I was like banging the bump stops because there was so much weight in the passenger side. And yeah. then I just ran straight into a wall. Literally, oh,
0: <laughs> my shit. first
1: time on a truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but fortunately, uh, I drive a boat. Yeah, that um, was so 400. It, it didn't is, hurt. Uh, it
0: is a large vehicle
1: yeah yeah you can't you couldn't feel a thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure the body roll was ridiculous for those first two events until you got the suspension on
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and even then a couple times after because i changed the (laughs) suspension setup a couple different times to finally get where now it's fine
0: is it coilovers all around or what kind of suspension are you running on it
1: yeah it's just some like cheapo godspeed coilovers but i upgraded the springs um the first time because i think they came with um 12 eights and then I went 16 12s okay. and then uh now I'm at 2016 Holy so shit. yeah and it's it still like has a little bit of role but I kind of like working with the role
0: yeah and I mean it's definitely but be- it, like every event I've seen yet you've gotten better so mm-hmm. I, yeah you know I'm sure part of that is getting the car fine-tuned to yeah. Be able to go sideways.
1: <laughs> You're right. Yeah, uh, they're. Def- I'm sure they're not made to do that.
0: Yeah, but, oh, man. So, uh, like, I know you did your six speed swap, right? Uh huh. yeah. Um, audio just dropped out a little bit, but uh, so what possessed you to to start drifting with an LS four hundred?
1: Um. So. It's not my first choice. Um, I, My fiancé and all of our our closest friends drift, and so I've been around the drift scene for a while and Mm -hmm. just always thought it looked like so much fun. Um, And my fiancé bought it. Um, He has a Mark III Supra, and he was going to... use his manual because he's putting a one day in and he was going to do all kinds of crazy gotcha. stuff and so he was going to manual swap it but he's really good at like never doing anything <laughs> and uh so it was like i oh, like i should probably you know maybe do something with this because it wasn't in like great condition it was going to be like a good like i don't know a car to bash and not feel bad about yeah um so i had just bought a a 318 Ti uh, BMW, and he loved it, and I hated it, so I was like, Hey, I'll sell this to you. Give me some cash and that LS 400, and, and we'll you know call this even. Um, yeah. so that's how it fell into my lap. Um, I'm not really an LS 400 fan, I hate <laughs> saying it. People are a little controversy there, I know it's like super big right now in the VIP scene. Um, but it's not really my gig, but, uh, SC 400s, yeah. um, and 300s, just the, the Z30 chassis. I've been a big fan of those for a long time. And, um, once I put the swap in this, it's pretty much just moved the swap over. Everything's fine. Um,
2: Did
0: the so LS- the plan was, sorry, go ahead. Did the LS 400 ever even come with a manual for that chassis? Nope. <laughs>
1: No, it did not. Um, but the swap is uh, you can put it behind anyone you see or even um, I have a CD003 transmission out of like okay. an early 350Z. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty tough and they they definitely hold their own. So right. the goal was or the, the idea was um, after that first year learning in the car and maybe hitting it a few times and not feeling bad about <laughs> ruining it. <laughs> um, I was going to put everything into an SC chassis, um, but then it was it was tough i wasn't good i was really frustrated that i wasn't good after my first couple of drift events and um it's taken a year now to finally get to where i can like consistently make the track and and so i just bought my sc at the end of the season i'm going to be ready to swap that over and try on a different chassis and hope that that can do a little bit more on that something that has a little bit more aftermarket support
0: yeah well yeah for sure i'd hope so um now when you say swap over, are you swapping over the one u z and the c d w three or were you swapping into the s c?
1: well, the s c 400s already came with the one u z, so it's really just the transmission. Gotcha. um, and i I mean both of them have three hundred thousand miles, so I don't think it'd be worth it to change that.
0: <laughs> yeah the, the, holy crap
1: <laughs> Those things go to five hundred. We're good
0: yeah I haven't, done,
1: I haven't done an oil change on my list 400 yet and it's taken every beating i've given to it so far
0: are you serious
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's savage.
1: no it's fine it's a good time holy
0: i don't want to like i would hate to see whenever you drain that thing I, i'd be scared i would be scared. no it
1: burns a, a good amount, so it's <laughs> the, the oil's clean. I'm just topping it off.
0: So you don't have to change oil; you just keep adding to it, so it stays yeah, around it, full.
1: It, it cycles through. We're good.
0: <laughs> That's great. That is great. Um, so what got you like into the sport? I know you said you had some friends that were into it. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and my fiance he's he's a uh, into the trip thing.
0: That's awesome. We're, now, did you ever have any like? Did you ever get into the car? Like, were were you ever into the car scene before getting into drifting, or what? Did you have any sort of lead up to get into that, or was it just face first into adrenaline crazy sideways cars?
1: Um. So I first got into cars in high school. My friend worked at Valvoline. Um, And they pay really well uh, for, I guess, you know, high schoolers. I think it was like $13 an hour or something, which for a high schooler six years ago was a ton of money. (laughs) Um, So I started there with him, not even necessarily super interested in cars, but just, you know, it was fun. The job was easy um, and it paid really well. And then it kind of just progressed from there. I didn't know much about the um, like import scene uh, until about, and I'd say six or seven months later, uh, okay. some guys came in and were like, hey, you know, come to this car show. And I was like, all right, sounds fun. Let's go. And it was in a parking garage in New Albany. <laughs> and it was so <laughs> sad. It was just a bunch of stock cars. But I was like, man, this is so cool. Like, I'm so impressed. I'm like 17 years old girl. Like, wow,
0: look at all these crazy cars. Yeah. They have stickers on them. <laughs> they have stickers and that one has lights <laughs> underneath.
1: Right. Yeah. And, uh, that kind of started it. And, and from there, it just, uh, kept going. I think, uh, I, I had an old SN95 Mustang. That was the first car I ever did a burnout in. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, No, it was actually a lot of fun. That's cool. yeah, I got it for $800 and I took it to this car lot to trade it in and the guy was like, "Yeah, uh that you know, the, you know, it, that's a manual, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "You can drive that." And I was like, "I mean, I brought it here to sell it to you. It's my car." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay. Well, uh yeah, no, we take $1300 for those all the time. Like, I'm not going to offer you any more." And I was like, "It's, it's fantastic." Like, yeah, you to Give me, into me the it. money yeah yeah no it was it was pretty sad. the thing was so rusty you could like poke a hole through the oh, frame shit. and you'd hit a bad pothole in the trunk uh like was rusted out and so I lost uh, things out of my trunk. It was bad oh shit <laughs> but yeah no, that was kind of kind of the start of it and then from there I got this um in 1999 Hyundai tobron tgx it was like a a really rare uh like body kit. They had like a factory wing. They only made like 2,000 of them, um, cool. but it's still a Tebron. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> um, so I just actually got rid of that to buy my SC, um, but I had an old 87 BMW E30. That was fun. Um, That's right. an LS 400.
0: I know yep. know my wife is wanting to get an E30 so badly.
1: They are so much fun. I just did not have the time for it. I had too many other cars. <laughs>
0: it sounds like it
1: yeah. yeah oh the single stage paint having to buff it every year yeah that's enough for me
0: fair enough so do you plan on doing anything else to your sc before or to your ls before you swap over to the sc
1: um no it's it's 100 percent just like trash <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I know you've seen it but yeah. other people probably haven't seen it it's lived a good life it, it deserves to rest in peace
0: if you want to call um, that a good life then yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll call it that
0: yeah it's been flung around a track and living at three hundred thousand miles so yeah fair enough
1: yeah yeah um yeah, like I said, I, I'm not really that interested. It's been challenging to even try and get it drift-worthy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a couple of guys that drift, just just a few that I've found anyway, that actually drift LS 400s on tracks. And um, they all are live way down south in, like, Florida and, uh, I don't know, that area, Atlanta. And uh, they're going to, or they go to OSW in the fall. Okay. and one of them invited me down so i'm gonna go down and try and like drift at fellows 400 boys one last time As like a send off
0: that's really cool that should be fun that's really cool um so once you swap over to the sc 400 do you want to just keep drifting as like the fun weekend type of thing or are you wanting to take it any more serious than that or what like what do you want to do with drifting do you have any like future plans in the sport
1: not necessarily. It's just a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people that, that go big and drifting, like they have to have that social media following following and um, you know, sponsors and all that. And that just seems like a lot of work. So <laughs> I'm more interested in it just for fun, you know, hanging out with my oh friends boy. and it's fun getting out there with the boys. And um, yeah, no, I mean, it'd be cool to go big, but I don't think I'll ever get that that far. And, and it's not necessarily something that I'm interested in. So Fair I'm cool enough. just hanging
0: around. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's the thing with drifting is it can be really fun to just stay at that grassroots, you know, yeah. hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to send my car sideways.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm missing the boat. We're going riding waves.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's zero wrong with that. You, and, yeah. and at the, and at the other side for the people that want to compete, that's rad mm-hmm. too. You, you know, you're in a insane okay. high adrenaline sport. But yeah, I I think it's cool to have something that a sport where at a grassroots level is still appreciated and you can still just have an absolute blast at.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, my friends and I actually were in, we made this little group called beater circus <laughs> and it's uh it's exactly what it is it's just you know pushing dumb dumpy cars to their limits and you know seeing how far a beater can go um so yeah that's that's why we're out there and and smashed up ls400s and you know crumpled fenders everywhere and uh it's just it's it's fun. it's more so just having fun with a car and like actually driving it for fun versus like i don't know trying to take it more seriously than it needs to be
0: totally uh, I definitely get that. So you're, where are you out of again? Uh, Southern Indiana. And you're going all the way to Bowling Green to drift. It's only like
1: two hours. That's not, I, guess I think, that think the furthest we drove. Yeah. The furthest we have drove is um, NSS. That was really fun. Uh, that was like that a track. four- yeah, four and a half hour drive, but it's totally worth it. I would drive back in a heartbeat. Yeah,
0: man, then, s- I really hope that happens for Halloween this year. Oh,
1: that would be so much fun. Um, yeah, that was the the first event where I was actually like tra- that was the first event that I uh, did transitions in, where I like actually could do it because I had just upgraded my suspension before that. Um, did you try? So the it was oh no
2: (laughs) no I don't even I don't even
1: think I could if I wanted to I would have like absolutely wrecked my shit so hard no I was taking it easy but it was fun like I don't know doing that and then getting so excited that you know like I did a transition like it's so fun just like seeing you know like you said starting in in February of last year I like couldn't even initiate properly to to now you know a year later being able to
0: actually link the track consistently Yeah. yeah yeah i mean a massive amount of growth in skill and car so it's actually like it's cool because you can actually like that growth will produce better fun realistically um oh it's a blast now even though whenever you fail it's just like holy shit i just spun all the way fucking around
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, no, it was uh, uh, it was pretty disheartening there for a while. I, I wasn't getting better. I was fighting the car all the time. And yeah.
2: um,
1: it was I, the local scene kind of where I'm from isn't necessarily the most welcoming to like beginners. Um, so I like almost quit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, well, not necessarily. I'm not quitting for anyone else or anything, but it was yeah, just yeah. it got to the point where it was a lot of stress and like I wasn't getting much enjoyment out of it. um and then i met barry and brian and the guys at tnd and And everyone down there is so nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah no they're the sweetest ever and i'm so thankful that like you know there are those good drift communities out there um at the last event actually there was a, a guy and his daughter she's 11 years old and um He came up and was like, yeah, like, you know, can she ride with you? She's so interested. And I was like, you know, unfortunately she's, she's only 11. So I don't think she can, but um, he was talking about getting her like a car and and how she wanted to do this. And I was like, well, you're in the right spot, like in the
2: the Tennessee
1: drift, you know, those are the best guys and like the most welcoming and most inclusive. And like, if you're going to start anywhere, that's where you want to go. Cause if not, (laughs) you'll probably want to quit
0: in a week. (laughs) I'm sure that'll give Barry the warm and fuzzies hearing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's so great.
0: Um and you even did one of the one of his um drift clinics, right?
1: hmm Yeah, I did. Uh
0: so I guess that means you've been to NSS twice,
1: technically? hmm Yep. That's cool. Um Well the beginner clinic was just in the parking, parking lot, lot outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so all the drive, but still just a parking lot.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think that same weekend there was like a big car show going on in Gatlinburg so we just drove over there
0: I think it might have been IA was going on the same weekend
1: maybe I can't remember what it was
0: but so the other people in beater circus were those people you were already friends with or people that you met while starting to drift
1: yeah no they're, they were already my friends um it was made a couple years ago okay. um I don't remember like the full origin story that was right before I kind of, you know, gotcha. got to meet everyone. But um, it's pretty much just like it, it's not drifting exclusive. They do like the Gambler 500.
0: Oh, shit! Um,
1: there's actually the Hoop DX this weekend that they're all preparing for on Saturday. And
0: I haven't heard of uh, that one. It's
1: it, I think it's like a shoot off of the Gambler. I'm not I, I don't do much of the gotcha. off stuff, so I don't know that much about it. But I know, I know that, you- that they're all pretty excited about it.
0: I know here they have a Gambler and a Lemons 500 or something. Really? Or, uh, no, it's four hours of Lemons.
1: <laughs> oh, love that.
0: Um, instead of Lemons. It's, it's it's interesting because I think it's like <laughs> every car has to have under like $500 in it except for the roll cage.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like what the premise of this is, but it's pretty much just like off-roading some crazy cars and also an insane amount of alcohol. <laughs> I know at the last yeah at the last gambler 500 um they all they went in on a as a sienna a van oh, <laughs> just 100 sh- stock bought it for like 200 <laughs> or something sent it sent the crap out of it like busted the glass out of it and then when they were still done I think they sold it for profit like after that's destroying
0: hilarious.
1: it <laughs> yeah no it's it's fun
0: that's it's fucking bad. oh man um
1: they also do like, you know, like pit bikes and dirt bikes and, um, rally courses. And I think they've done dirt tracks once. It's pretty much just like pushing any kind of car to its limits.
0: That's cool. The uh,
1: more beater, the better.
0: <laughs> now, do you ever help out with any of those cars at all? Or has it just been watching your friends do ridiculous shit?
1: Um, for the most part, he, more so on the sidelines, um, It's fun watching them uh, do some crazy stuff, (laughs) Um, but we, we have some, we all live really close together. So it's, it's, we're always at one person or the other's garage watching whoever work on whatever.
2: That's
0: cool. So
1: there's always stuff going on. Yeah. It's really cool. I
0: I don't know if I could build up a car just to know that I'm going to end up wrecking the piss out of it that weekend.
1: Yeah, that's uh, kind of my thought.
0: <laughs> like, granted, I, I, I want to get into drifting, so it's not exactly like I want to go easy on a car either. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I, I just want to find that happy medium.
1: <laughs> right. I don't know if there is. Yeah. That's... I don't know if there is a happy medium.
0: <laughs> autocross. I'll just fucking do autocross. I guess. God, That
1: no. works. I, I no, they all have a lot of fun with
2: it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've known people to turn backyards in the south into fucking off-road courses like mm-hmm. to actually take like two acres and turn it into a full loan course
1: um oh yeah yeah we have that around here too
0: <laughs> that's awesome um yeah so if you were able to get into any different car in the sport what type of car engine what would be like your dream layout for a drift car if you had the chance
1: um that is tough um of course i'm interested in the you know the sc400 i love the body style um i thought i've been told um and i thought just you know based off of being you know a coupe versus a, a giant land yacht yeah that it would be a lot easier but when you actually come down to the measurements of it it's only three inches shorter <laughs> and it's only 100 pounds lighter oh, <laughs> so shit. there might not be that much of a difference in drifting this but i know that there's you know there's a ton more aftermarket for it yeah. um parts are a lot cheaper for it if i happen to wreck again let's hope i don't <laughs> um yeah you actually have that I,
0: market support
1: Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, at one headlight for an LS 400, it's like $250 and I can buy like every light on the SC for $250, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I have, I'm missing a headlight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, shit, I wouldn't want to spend $250 on a drift car headlight unless like if it's fucking Oracle or some crazy RGB led stuff, then sure.
1: No, this is just like used yeah. out of a junkyard. Oh,
0: that two hundred and fifty for a junkyard light?
1: Yeah, no, the the VIP boys have really like raised up prices on pretty much all the LS four hundred parts.
0: That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I, a little bit. I thought my GTO was horrific in pricing. That's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, COVID prices have jacked everything. Oh, good two. point.
0: I haven't. Yeah, I'm scared to look at used prices anymore.
1: You probably don't wanna.
0: No. Um granted if I went to sell my car now would be a great time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right.
0: The price of fucking two forties are catching right now is ridiculous.
1: Dude, the price of anything, like like I said earlier, I really enjoy like the Z30 chassis. And um three years ago you could get a Soren for, you know, twelve, thirteen thousand for a really nice manual one, and now you can't even find like a nice SC like left-hand drive for less than
0: 15,000 it's crazy
1: insane
0: yeah that that is ridiculous one thing Mm -hmm. oh yeah do you run a hydro in your ls400 or is it just original handbrake or do you handbrake at all
1: no. So those have like the kick pedal, uh, oh, like e brakes on them. So I took that out to put the clutch pedal in and we did route a hydro, but I don't use it. It gotcha. scares me. I learned without it. And now that I like I'm sort of getting it, I don't know. It just feels weird trying to use it. Um, but I do need to learn to work on that.
0: Gotcha. Are you going to, do you think you'll have a hydro to start out with whenever you set up the SC? I'm debating. Gotcha. And I mean the yeah. nice thing with that is that is something you can definitely add afterwards. Right, um, yeah. A yeah. lot
1: of people are are really opinionated about a hydro or an e-break and, and they think that you know you you need to be using it at every transition or every, uh, initiation or, you know, throughout the course. And then some other people are like, you should never touch one ever until you like are perfect at drifting and you just use it to like fine tune your line. And I, I don't know. I'm scared to touch it.
0: <laughs> I think, I don't... especially if you're wanting to start, starting to get into tandems, then uh-huh. know how to use a hydro. Until right. I definitely then, do need to learn to, Yeah. Um I... no
1: there was a I can't think of the last uh, bowling green event I think it was in shoot when was that it was like last fall um and Barry was like yeah go ahead and like yank that yank the hydro when you do this transition and oh
2: yeah
1: uh, i I had not fully like pulled the weight around yet. And it just like threw me straight into this big puddle and I had my windows down. So the entire inside of my car got rained on and, and (laughs) I like wiped my brow off and like flung it on the ground and, and Barry was laughing. It was funny, but um,
0: I don't think there's anything. No, I need to work on it.
1: Right. Yeah. No, uh, there's actually another, uh, they're calling it a beginner clinic at my local track, but um, they're saying pretty much anyone up to tandeming could, could learn something from it and they're going to ride with um, and hopefully That's cool. Uh, told me how to control this much weight. And so uh, that is something that I do want to learn uh, to work on. But it's, it's kind of tough. The car, if I'm not like fully in it on the gas, then it just kind of wants to fly back the other way. So yeah. I don't know how much of it is me. And I don't know how much of it is just fighting the car to stay sideways since it wasn't made to do that.
0: I'm sure that... Like, that car just seems like it's going to be so fucking difficult to do. Especially, I mean, like a 1UZ is not a bad engine, but dealing with that much weight, like, I, I'll i hear the people talk about how, oh, you can drift anything that has 150 horsepower or some shit because they can drift their stripped out 240. Yeah. Um, but you add a thousand pounds to that car and only you know, 70 horsepower, 50, 60 horsepower. It's not going to be an easy time. Right. Um, so I'm sure that like one, like if that thing's not in a good torque spot that it probably just wants to straighten out or just wants to not go the direction that you want it to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been challenging fighting it, but I don't know. It's kind of one thing that makes me feel a little bit better is, is letting other people drive my car. Um, I know in the beginning when I was really frustrated that I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I had some, some big names in drifting that came, came down to some local events get in my car and drive it. And they were doing so much worse than I was. So I was like, (laughs) man,
2: I'm
1: so happy you suck. (laughs) Like, I'm so happy you suck. Like, love you. But like, it just makes, I don't know. It kind of made me feel like, man, maybe it is the car, like trying to get it set up properly. Um, And now that it's pretty much there, the, my progress is just crazy. So yeah. it's cool saying that.
0: So two things with that. Has, has Barry driven your car? He has not. He, oh my God. How is Barry not? I'm so used to, if he sees something that's not drifting perfect, he's like, let me get behind the wheel, wheel of it and try it. Uh, he's never
2: asked
1: to.
0: I'm going to have to yell at him for you. <laughs> okay. Um, and And now I forgot the second thing I was going to say because I was surprised as hell that barry hasn't driven your car
1: because i was talking about having big names and drifting drive my car and that they sucked oh yeah
0: okay so with how much you're getting better with your car i would love to see you get into a car that is better set up to actually drift and how you would do like since the the opposites happened of people that are known to be good at drifting. Drove in your car and did a shit job. If you got into yeah. like a two hundred and forty, or you know something that's actually much more so set up to drift. If you, if it would just be like, oh shit, this could have been so much easier. Or if it, or if the instincts would kick in from having that big car and having to deal with it just fighting you all along and make it another nightmare to learn how to drive anything else.
2: Right. I
1: actually, I have tried driving another car. Um, Alex Bowling um, that has the E30 uh, that's at the event. Um, I tried driving his car and I couldn't even initiate. I couldn't even kick it sideways. The car was set up. So a hundred percent opposite of how my car is set up that it was just like the strangest feeling ever. Like I have really, uh, like loose steering whereas his steering is really really tight and jerky and like gotcha. my like shifting my car is very like solid and his like he needs some shifter bushing so there's a lot of like swinging around you're, in there
0: you're kind of hoping to find the right gear
1: you're right right pretty much um and just it, it's turbo so so feeling like boost was was a different experience than what I'm used to I'm pretty much just like everything was 100% the opposite of what I was used to. So. Um, it would be cool to, to drive maybe a happy medium, yeah. um, and see if maybe that helps, but it's always scary. Cause I mean, i most people know my track record
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and I don't want to hurt someone's car. I mean, hopefully I'm better now. Yeah. Um, uh, most of the time, uh, that was, that was still when I was trying to learn, like at the, uh, the last, uh, I think it was last fall. Um, I hit the wall pretty hard um going in, in one of the sweepers but that was a lesson learned for me because I, I, my friends were saying you know put new tires on the front put new tires on the front and I was like no nah, like they're fine like I don't want to stop like I'm having a good time <laughs> and went out there and 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 I was sideways and I wasn't going anywhere that I should have been going I just went straight into the wall instead oh, shit. so so kind of learning um, I, I'm not too upset about that one. Cause that was just me being like, yeah, I should have, I should have just changed my front, my front tires.
0: Most definitely. And I know, especially there, I know a lot of more so grassroots drivers that have been worried about going to a place like Beach Bend, uh, surely because you have a wall all around the track, um, So it's, it's kind of that fear of if I fuck up at a track like this, I can total my car. Yeah. Um, where, at a lot of other grassroots tracks, at least that I've been to and hell, like even NSS, it's not likely that you're going to hit a wall. It's possible, but you'd have to work at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, No, especially
1: if you're going to try that 100 mile an hour entry
0: dude
1: there's like a wall right perpendicular to you you could die
0: (laughs) yeah um i've seen a lot of people overshoot the sweeper at nss um even pro drivers uh just not realize how quick that horseshoe comes up yeah um where a lot of people are like i they start drifting at the horseshoe because that's you know Drifting at 30 to 50 miles an hour is a lot different than just yanking or clutch kicking at 90 plus miles an hour.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Um, And it's just like, let's just hope that everything goes well.
1: <laughs> right. And that's kind of, um, so yeah, I am kind of beating my shell up at quite a bit, but it's, um, it's a bit different for me because I'm not, ne- I'm not worried that I'm going to mess something up. Like that was kind of the whole purpose of it. So I feel like it's allowing me to like, just send it and hope for the best. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but now maybe once I do the swap and put my manual in there, see, it might be a little different because I'm going to be kind of afraid to hurt that one.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you're definitely doing it right with starting out with a beater that is a car that you just don't really care about. And wasn't ever designed to be the car that you care about.
2: Right.
0: Um, And then, and I know I I share the fear of if I, like, if I do decide to drift my car and like, I've loved my car for so long, why am I going to do this? Because there is that risk factor of, well, you know what can happen if you decide to go sideways around tracks that have potholes, big ass walls and everything else that just wants to kill your car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, kind of the fun of it though. (laughs) (laughs) Fun stories to tell.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no lack of adrenaline happening with sending a car sideways on a racetrack. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, or even just being in the car. Like I had so much fun just riding with all of my friends the first two years that I was around the drift scene.
0: Oh, I bet. Um, what's the funnest drift car that you've been in that, to be able to ride in
1: oh that's a tough one i really like besides my friends i haven't rode in too many other cars okay um i
0: think so it comes down to which of your friends do you like the most no i'm kidding yeah
1: like (laughs) whose feelings am i gonna hurt with this um no actually there's a guy uh in Team ruined he's a pretty good friend of mine jacob steiner and he's got a 350z and um, I think that one was uh, probably the most fun because it was so different compared to like what my friends have, because it's pretty much very like, uh, like most of the cars in, in our friend group still have all the interior and they're, they're very like, okay, still normal on the inside, very like daily drivable, if necessary cars, where he's like on fully the road. gutted. Yeah, like fully gutted, really crazy. And he drives like so differently than they do. Um, So I think that was the most interesting because it was so different. But, I mean, I have fun in any car I'm in. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, 112 horsepower, (laughs) 250. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Do any of you drive to the tractor or is everyone trailing? We
1: all drive. We drive to every – and that's why, like, at the last event uh, just, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, John in the Volvo, um, he – blown head (laughs) gasket and we were stuck at the track until a friend came to rescue us
0: oh shit i didn't realize that
1: yeah (sighs) yep he tried to drive home we made it like kind of up the road maybe a mile and like had to pull over in someone's driveway because he couldn't make it it was already overheating it's fun it's yeah
0: that poor volvo (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, poor any of our cars. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Like my, I don't know if you saw. Like, yeah, I, I kept blowing coolant hoses and and heater valves, and so there's just smoke everywhere the entire time that I was out there.
0: Yeah, I saw one. Of, I saw one of the times for sure where I was like, I couldn't tell if you were just lighting it up on the track with tire smoke or if there was just steam everywhere. And it was steam no, I'm not that cool. but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah i was just like holy shit is she killing no fuck that's a lot
1: (laughs) no normally it it was pretty sad because normally there is a little bit more tire smoke than that but the track was pretty wet so our tires stayed wet
0: um do you normally go through (laughs) a couple (laughs) sets of tires with that car or is it usually just one set for the day
1: um it's definitely i'm going through more tires as i get better um i know initially i could i could go through um like a pair of tires in a two day event. And now I'm going through um, a pair to a pair and a half every day of an event. We often go to a lot of like two day events. Um, That's right. But yeah, definitely going through it quicker, which is like good and bad.
0: (laughs) It raises costs, but it shows that you're actually getting down the grip that you're supposed to be getting down since you're actually getting sideways and having fun with it.
1: Right, for
0: sure. Um. So, what all? Which all events have you been? To? Like, which all? I'm trying to think of the word for it. So, you've been to Tennessee drift events. Like, what other groups have you been to their events? Um,
1: so, our local group here um, is Riverside Drift. Okay. <laughs> they, Um, do a lot of events, or I guess not anymore, at the Sports Drum in Clarksville, Indiana, Um, but they are actually, um, I guess, I think they're in partnership with the owners of the new uh, Salem track. Um, They are paving it. It's actually opening for the first time in April, Um, and it's supposed to be like a pretty big thing. Um, They always do like two-day like Matsuri events where everyone camps out the the night of the first event and then you know wakes up the next morning and gets right back at it and those are always such a good time um but yeah having this new track this year is going to be pretty awesome
0: yeah i saw riversides having a shootout i think in july
2: yeah
1: big money
0: um i love seeing those but at the same time i know there will be ridiculous amount amounts of drama at every fucking drift event that Someone's w- taking home more than a grand.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely won't even be attempting that one. I think I'll, I'll just watch.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I. I, think
1: I, I, I don't do think it. any of our friends are gonna do it.
0: Understood. And I mean, it, it's hard. It's when you just compete for, or when you're just drifting for fun. It's hard to justify putting forth that you know upfront money into an event like that. Cause I know a lot of them are like $500 to enter and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more than your typical weekend of fun, drifting somewhere else.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, have you been to the Clarksville, Tennessee events at all?
1: Um, no, we haven't drove that far. Um, we thought about it, um, but this year we're kind of spread in all different directions. Yeah. Um, I know last year, some of the boys went to uh, Kill Care for a Drift indie event, uh, Halloween Bash, and they really like that. So we're going to try and hit that again this year.
2: Nice.
1: Um, and then I see um, Drift Kitchen. I've heard a lot about them, and a lot of people told me to check them out. They
2: um, are they're fantastic. coming to Kill
1: Care. Yeah, and so I was going to maybe see if I could try that one. Um, that'd be my first time on Kill, Kill Care's track.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would strongly suggest reaching out to them. They, I, mm-hmm. nothing bad to say about them whatsoever. Um, right. Yeah. I know. No, I,
1: I, uh, I sent them a message and, and they were, uh, super nice. I, I've watched a couple videos and, um, I, I kind of like what, what they stand for. So I'm interested in checking that out and meeting some other girls and drifting. There aren't Sweet. very many. Yeah. I only met two so far at any, at all the tracks I've been to. Oh shit. Like, yeah, I mean, at the beginner clinic uh, that TND hosted, there were a couple girls that were learning that were so, so, so sweet, but like actually out on track days, um, I've only seen two.
0: I know there was a, I don't know who it was, but I know there was another girl at this last event.
1: Uh, Casey McNeil with the Miata. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. I saw her Mm -hmm. out there and I was like, and I always try and promote any women I see out there just because, seeing it as an incredible you know most motorsports are incredibly male-dominated um,
2: yeah <laughs>
0: without like without any doubt uh, mm-hmm. so whenever I see a girl out there and actually having fun and just doing it it's fucking rad um, right yeah and sometimes I'll see pieces of shit saying misogynist stuff and
1: yep
0: <laughs> and hopefully i don't
1: <laughs> yeah it definitely makes it hard um i work in the automotive industry so i get it every single day that i clock into work oh god um and i mean you you're you get pretty thick skin dealing with it and a lot of times you just have to respond with humor um but now casey's actually uh better at, <laughs> at brushing things off than i am she is uh she I mean, she just has a blast i think just you know watching her go out there and just not care about anything sure. and just have like a good time and like like love it like I wish I could last year I was under so much stress because oh, <laughs> so yeah. I was like I'm getting roasted on Facebook like people are saying mean things like Seriously? you know this is all yeah no it's it's fine um but yeah it was uh it was tough there for a while it was just I was really getting in my head like caring too much about what other people said or what other people thought and you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that you know I've got this this really like supportive friend group who just kept saying like go out there, like you're gonna get it. It's you know you got this. Like that you know they kept me in it. And then and then meeting you know a good drift community. Yeah. Um, like the like the one that TND has fostered is is really cool and and kind of I don't know it made things better. <laughs> um, and it's like now that now that I know sort of what I'm doing, it, it's a lot easier. But when I was first getting into it, it was challenging. Yeah. But... Trying to like ignore what everyone had to say.
0: People can be shitty, without a doubt. and Yeah. Yeah. I I hate that anyone would push anyone out. Like, whether, if you're treating it like a fucking autocross, or if you're full on sending it, it's a fucking great spectator sport for one. So anyone that's just watching can shut their goddamn mouth if they're going to say something negative about someone just going out there to have fun.
1: Right. And that's kind of exactly what, you know, all of my very, very great friends have said is that, you know, they're in the stands for a reason. But yeah, I know, especially here locally, like everyone in the stands wants to say something. And I'm like, I get it to a degree. Like all the the events up here are much more marketed towards the spectators than they are the drivers, Uh, which is why it was really refreshing that last February, the first time I met TND, Barry gave that big speech saying that, you know, he's done all these big crazy things and he just wants to get back to like getting drivers into the sport. And like, that was really inspiring and kind of cool that, you know, for sure. There's people like that.
0: And and I'm glad that he backs up that message because he really (laughs) does. Like, he's not making a bunch of money off of doing this. Like he's doing this because it's fun. He gets to have fun at it. He gets to kind of facilitate a bunch of people to have fun and, that's why he's out there. Yeah. Um, and you know, it shows that it's a spectator sport cause you have people like me that want to do media and take pictures of people out there having fun like yourself.
1: Right. And of course, like it's there the opportunity for money is there. And I understand to a lot of people, this is a business and, and it's never, it, it's not necessarily ill will towards them. It's just, um, a lot, I don't know. A lot of people, uh, I guess don't think about um the the culture that they're building with how they're they're treating uh new people not necessarily even just in drifting but in the import scene and um, in in anything you know i see so many people young 16 17 year olds like we were all there we all oh, yeah. had like shitty rattle can civics with like night shaded tail lights. like we've all been there <laughs> but i'm like i don't know i just everyone should be nice <laughs>
0: That, that would uh that would be a wonderful thing um it, it it was it was very odd to me whenever i started seeing more of the online drift community and seeing a lot more of the toxic individuals with it versus yeah. being at a lot like every event i had gone to everyone was just super fucking nice and would offer to give rides, would offer to give uh-huh. advice. We're helping each other out in the pits. Like I saw, yeah. ne- it was like 100% community. Like it was great. And in my mind, I was thinking of like drag racing world where people don't want you to look under their hood.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, And just like the secretive bullshittiness that happens in that or uh, in, the, in the, like car shows and shit of kind of that engine um, yeah. and wake up at 4am to shine their car to bring it out to a parking lot.
2: Right.
1: It's very much like a money game anymore. Like if you're not spending $7,000 on real wheels, then like you're nothing like don't even come to a car show. How dare you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh,
0: I would love to just like- get on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace and search for the cheapest car buy it and just to bring it to a car show now
1: yeah you should actually <laughs> don't like i i couldn't handle that <laughs> you probably don't want that um but no yeah it's it's kind of crazy seeing um it's like people just don't want to see other people doing good or having fun um, it's all it's all very competitive like um everyone ha- wants to have like the best car or, like the most internet cloud or like more followers or or this or that, or the most awards. Um, and it's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't, aren't interested in that and are just having fun. And, um, while it's cool that, you know, you, you have X amount of whatever, and you have real wheels or you have, you know, this $80,000 car, like, cool. Good for you. Yeah. It doesn't mean that anyone else is like less.
0: I I think that's hitting the nail on the head, um, Mm -hmm. of just people want to be shitty. This is what it comes down to. Yeah. Right, um, right. Th- you know, th- they want to think that they're better or think that they know better than what anyone who's actually out there having fun is doing. Um yeah. You'll see it every day, especially if you watch any FD event or any other pro event of, oh my God, did you, can't, I can't believe the judges decided this where the judges are often people who've been driving for, 20 years and you have pro drivers out there that have a half a million dollar race car essentially that are competing. But you know, Steve over here knows exactly what actually happened. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but I'm definitely glad that you found a community that wants to help build you up and get you as, you know, good as you can be and make sure that you're have make sure that you're having fun out there when doing it. Because I think like, that's what matters with grassroots is if you're going out there and you're not having a good time, then why the fuck would you be spending the money on your car and all the time, especially on it to keep going out there? If you're just going to go out there and be miserable.
2: Right.
1: Right.
0: Um. So it, it's, it's nice to, it, it, it's nice that Tennessee drift has presented an environment that is actually welcoming and would love to see more drivers out there. Cause I know, with, especially with COVID time, it seems like the amount of drivers showing up to events lately has just plummeted. Um, uh-huh. And I would love to see a lot more people start coming out again. Um, I don't know if they've just spread out to other events. I know. Like for down here, you kind ha- of have a handful of events that people go to because you have Mid Pond in Alabama. Uh, you have a couple of events in Memphis every year. Uh, you have Clarksville, Tennessee. You have NSS. You s- we used to have the regular uh, Speedway in Nashville. And then now we have Beach Bend that they're throwing pretty consistent events at. So, yes.
1: I mean, they're pretty close to me, so love that.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Um and I think just a lot of people are taking longer to build up their fun cars and either their fun car or their pro car to actually go out and start driving it around at these events. Um So I, I think, I I don't know if it's good to suggest or not, but if the beach events keep going well and keep getting bigger drivers, I would definitely try and talk to them because while Barry's awesome, it's great to hear as many opinions or be able to sit in all the different cars that people bring. Um, and they're so fucking welcoming. So I guarantee you could go up to anyone at an event and be like, Hey, is it cool if I ride in your car and they're going to say yes. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen that. Um, everyone's been super, super cool. Um, And it's crazy. Um, You know, I really don't have much comparison because there's only, you know, three or four different event hosts that we've, um, that we've gone to or drove at. And uh, it's crazy saying, you know, T and D there's some good drivers down there. There's some really good drivers down there and, and seeing like them not, be like, Oh, who is this, this new person on the track? Like, get them out of here. They're wasting our time. Whereas something that's, you know, kind of what we feel on a more local level. (laughs) So it's like, it's nice seeing that everyone like actually does care more about the sport than the, the production of it, I guess.
0: Without a doubt. And I I know I've seen, I I can't remember if it was, it might've just been Clarksville. I can't remember if it was Clarksville or one of the T and D events where people can get definitely get frustrated at certain drivers, but usually it's because those drivers aren't following the, the, like Barry doesn't have a lot of rules, but if you don't follow the rules that he has put forth, then it's kind of of a shit storm. Uh, well,
1: yeah, for I, sure that, but like, get, I know some things that I've experienced were, you know, just new drivers in general, everyone of course follows the two spin out rule and gets out, but Um, a lot of people, especially if there's like a a fun day before a competition or something, um, it comes across as, as, uh, the, the better drivers being frustrated that, you know, beginners are wasting their time or something.
0: And I've seen that, especially when like the times I've seen it the most are when people didn't follow the two spin out rule.
1: And that's understandable in that situation.
0: Um, yeah. Cause I mean, if you're sitting there, you have your car that you know 500 horsepower monster that's ready to go out on the track and you see this person that's out there for the second time and they've spun out for the fourth time yeah. you're probably going to be screaming some obscenities <laughs>
1: well, I mean, yeah that's understandable obviously get off the track but i don't know just a lot of people or at least situations that i've seen not necessarily just only towards me but towards other new drivers it's it's kind of very much like ah, like why are you guys here like go somewhere else <laughs> Yeah. don't learn at this track or something
0: that's shitty um
1: yeah well um actually at the nss event i was terrified i thought i was gonna <laughs> shit myself i don't know They're, one of the photographers released some pictures and it was just me looking like i was about to throw up because i get out there and there's 62 like oh, fuck. freaking awesome drivers i was 100 the worst person there i was like there's no way i'm driving like i'm literally gonna throw up and then just explode like of pure fear um but everyone was so cool and like a lot of people were really helpful and like stopped by and like complimented the car and said it was really you know cool and things like that and it was just i don't know it was really it was a a very big change of pace from some of the other events that we've gone to seeing that you know there's some kick-ass cars out here and some really good drivers who are like you know way better than i'll ever be or way better than you know i ever could dream of being um and that they just like are cool with it. <laughs> like maybe being a beginner isn't the worst thing ever.
0: Right. And I mean, that's exactly how it should be. Uh, and that is one thing I've definitely noticed out at our, at uh, like T and D events um, is that as long as you're just out there having fun, no one, no one's going to bother you. Like no one's going to get upset at you. Um, right. Like just because you're out there, you don't want to like, I've seen some events where, it's just a fun day and it, the person that doesn't want to tandem, people are giving him shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, maybe they don't trust the other drivers because I mean, shit, like I can imagine going to Clarksville or something and you could see a pro not want to tandem because they don't trust the other people out there to, that they won't just T-bone them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and as long as you're not putting people in that situation, I've only seen good things and I'm, I love seeing the motivation and just building up of people who are being introduced to the sport or just want to get into the sport. Even. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: like I, I can't count the number of people that have given me advice and I've never fucking drifted a car in my life. Uh, yeah,
1: no, it's a, I I definitely think that the drifting community, um, even, even in the not so great uh communities are still much better than 90 percent of the other uh car related sports out there
0: at least it's not a car show
1: (laughs) yeah right
0: um oh man could you imagine just a bunch of people showing up and like the secondhand bullshitty drift cars to a car to like a really nice car show
1: me, me and my friends
0: exactly exactly <laughs> no
1: we would never to like a nice show but we will sometimes bring the drift cars out and pull up just because i mean they sound cool and that's the thing is like yeah. with my ls400 i mean it's it's you see it and, and it's one thing but you know hearing it coming from around the corner you're like man that thing's probably gonna be su- super sick what is this <laughs> and it comes around and it's like a pink like land yacht like just <laughs> beat up jalopping around
0: <laughs> I, 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 it's fun I... I'm assuming other than probably cut off exhaust, it's all stock underneath for the
1: engine. No, wise. It's, uh, Engine wise. Yes, but it's got a, a full uh, dual exhaust.
0: Okay. So th- that gets it not sounding nearly as bad as it otherwise would.
1: No, it sounds way uh, more aggressive than it should for what it looks like.
0: See, that's the funnest way to drive a car is just everyone hears you coming and then everyone's disappointed when they see you turn. <laughs> yeah. Turn onto the yep. road. It's just like, Oh, holy shit. What kind of cars? Oh, God damn it.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. No, it's fun. I have a lot of fun with it. Cause it's like, I mean, one, I don't even see myself driving this car. So I can only imagine what other people think Yeah. when they see, yeah. The half pink, sparkly, glittery, like <laughs> beat up, like, just crazy everything all the time it's filthy i I don't think i've ever washed the car since i wrapped it so it's like it looks like something (laughs) something is a word for it it looks like something
0: yeah that is for sure um i don't know of any other way to finish that sentence (laughs) yep uh but anyway uh was there anything else that you were hoping to chat about on here
1: No, uh, not that I know of, not that I can think of.
0: Okay. Well, I will say it's been an absolute fucking blast chatting with you.
1: Yeah, same to you as well. Uh,
0: And hopefully we'll be seeing the S or the SLS at a couple more events and then seeing the SC tearing it up here, you say next year or towards the end of this year? Yeah, At
1: the end of this season, I think after the OSW event in November, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and pull the trans out and get it over.
0: Nice. I'm so, excited. Hell yeah. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully hope. it'll be a lot easier this time. Man. Yeah. At, at least the car will look a little bit cooler going around the track.
1: <laughs> right. Right.
0: 100%. So anyway. I, no, I'm I, excited to get into it. I'm sure it's going to be a blast and we'll love to see you at the track regardless of which car you're driving. So, uh, Keep on shredding tires and hope that you're having fun with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on and, and thanks for the support. And yeah, it's, it's a good time. I'm, I'm ready for this year to come.
0: Sweet.